welcome to the fire labs podcast if you are a busy working professional looking to learn about investing in real estate with ease and confidence you have come to the right place i am shalini kadaveru and i'm just a few baby steps ahead of you every week i share my wisdom or bring experts in the space to share their insights so that you gain the skills and mindset to invest in real estate with ease hi everyone welcome to another fire labs podcast today i want to talk about one of a frequent question that i get from my immediate network and the question is i am a primary home owner and i have some liquid cash available sitting in the bank account should i pay off towards my primary home mortgage so the choice is do i leave the money in the bank or do i use the funds to accelerate my mortgage payments i think the deeper question is why do you want to do that there could be two reasons why you want to pay off your mortgage on your primary residence early the first one is rather than getting almost no returns on the funds in the bank you want to pay off your mortgage early so that you can save on your interest payments in the future and at the same time build equity in the house the second reason could be that you want to feel comfortable you want to feel secure that there there are no more mortgage payments and you will always have a house to live in so let's dig into the first one which is most of the times what the reason is that i hear okay i have funds in my bank they are not giving me any returns so that's why i'd rather accelerate my mortgage payments here i want to draw some comparisons some scenarios where few years from now what are the different options if you choose to take different options where will you end up before digging into it i want to share few ideas around the concept of net worth at the end of the day when you're trying to build wealth you're trying to increase your net worth and at a high level net worth is nothing but assets minus liabilities so assets is both the your property value your money in the bank account the investments in the stock market so on and so forth so those are your assets liabilities on the other hand are debts that you have incurred so your the loan with the bank would be considered as a debt any credit card debt that you have that would be can go into the liabilities column so at a high level your net worth is assets minus liabilities and that gives you your net worth hopefully if you're listening to this podcast you have positive net worth that's the most important criteria before you start thinking about investing so whenever you're trying to make a financial decision the question you should be asking yourself is how does this investment that i'm looking to make how i'm you trying to use my funds how will it impact my net worth so let's run through this exercise and trying to answer this question of should i pay off my mortgage or are there other ways that i can increase my net worth so let's do some rough math i know this is a podcast it's a audio recording but hopefully you will still be able to grasp uh, the two or three different scenarios that i'm talking about here so let's say the mortgage rate 
on your primary residence is at 3%. A lot of people have refinanced during the really low interest rate period. And um, most of us have less than 3 less than 4% interest rates. So let's assume that the mortgage interest rate is on your primary residence is 3%. And for every $100 that you pay off on your mortgage rate, you will be saving $3 in interest payments. So let's say the second scenario, the same $100 you decide to invest in the stock market. Now, based on historical performance over a long period of time, we know that the stock market returns approximately 7%. So for every $100 that you invest, you're getting $7 in return. So that's an increase of between scenario one and scenario two, you're gaining over about $4, right? You're making $4 more that's going towards your net worth. Now let's look at the third scenario. If you look at investing in real estate in rental properties, an improvement over scenario two uh, that you get with scenario three is that you're able to take a bank loan. Now, whether you decide to take a bank loan or not, there are a couple of ways that you're getting um, getting um, income or improving your net worth. The first one is there is the inherent property appreciation. And as you know, in the US, properties have been appreciating at a rate of 3%, again, over a long period of time. Um, so when you take that into account, and if you have like a cash flow neutral property, the appreciation is about 11%. Now, there are many other considerations, right? It's I'm not saying that or uh, investing in rental properties is always better than stock market. There are other considerations like investments in real estate. They're much more illiquid, meaning you cannot pull the money out quickly compared to the stock market where it's much more liquid. You have ready access to the funds whenever you want. So there are a few considerations there. But um, at the end of the day, if it's not helping you to sleep better, you're not trying to reduce the risk, but you're trying to improve your net worth, then accelerating your mortgage payments, especially when you have really low interest rates on your mortgage payment, I would consider it as a a lazy path. It's definitely better than leaving the money in your savings account. But why not learn about investing? And that's a life skill, right? So be it in the stock market, be it in um, rental properties, that's a life skill that you can get. And uh, over a period of time, you'll figure out what asset class you like and what asset class you want to pursue further. And you can go ahead with that. So so that's that. But on the other hand, if you are a type of person who really desires that financial security that no matter what happens, if my house is paid off, I will always have a place to live. If you are that type of a person, then I would say, maybe there is value in paying off your mortgage. There are other ways of increasing that sense of financial security and improving your financial situation. And that is having six months. Usually it's three months of expenses in your savings account. Nobody touches that. Uh, And if you feel that you want to increase that to six months, I think that's great. 
Because if you think about it, you're a working professional being not having an income for so long um, is unlikely. Hopefully you are investing in, in your skills on a continuous basis and you are making sure that you're employable and attractive for companies to hire you. So definitely do that. That's table stakes. So um, bottom line is that when you are trying to make any financial decision, think about how this allocation of funds will impact my net worth. Will this improve my net worth? Am I putting it in places where it will accelerate my net worth or not? And the second aspect is if you want to really reduce the risk, are there other ways that you can increase your sense of financial security by having three to six months of liquid funds available in a savings savings account that you can use for any unexpected expenses. So that's the first question. The second question that I that somebody asked recently, and this um, advice was shared by my friend Pabani, which I think is a really smart way to look at it. So the question was, should I renovate my current home or should I buy a new home? Now, this is a question plaguing a lot of, lot of folks at the moment because they have mortgages, primary home mortgages, which are really, which are locked in at a really, really low interest rates. And now when they're looking at buying a new home, the interest rates are so high and they see a significant jump in their mortgage payments. And uh, there is this concern of, is it worthwhile? Should I just renovate my current home rather than buying a new home. So the perspective that I thought was really interesting here is that don't over-renovate your home because the home value is determined not only by the interiors of the home, but it is much more largely driven by the local area where the home is. So the zip code, the community where the property is, drives the property value much more than how the interiors of the house are. So that's why even if you're thinking about renovating your home, you will not probably get the returns that you would expect when eventually you want to sell the property. So maybe it is a, a better option for you to pursue a property in an area that you believe is going to improve or grow much more rapidly where you're currently compared to where you're currently living in. But on the other hand, if you're someone who thinks that you want to take on more renovation projects in the future, you want to use um, the Burr strategy um, that I'm sure you would have heard about from bigger pockets. If that is something that you want to pursue, then renovating your primary residence is a really good way for you to get familiar with rehab work. All right. So the third question uh, that I've heard in the recent past is, should I buy a bigger house or should I buy an investment property? Again, here, the question I would say is that ask yourself which option is going to accelerate your net worth. Where will your money work harder for you to increasing your net worth? And when, when you ask that yourself that question, I think the answer is pretty obvious that when you are investing in an investment property versus 
increasing, going for a bigger property for your primary residence, it's clear that investing in uh, investment property helps your money to go much longer, work harder for you to increase your net worth. There is um, two cons that I see. The first one is that you're losing on the life skill of running a business. So when you're buying an investment property, you are managing it essentially, and you're learning that life skill of running it as a business. And the second con that I see is that when you're buying a bigger house, your funds are more concentrated in one location, right? And if there are any macro conditions that somehow negatively impact the market, um, then you're increasing that risk. You're exposing yourself to that risk. But on the pro side, we know that with COVID, post-COVID, a lot of people have been working from home. And if living at a bigger house gives you that meets your other needs, like for example, you have a growing family or you want to host more frequently, there are those other intangible benefits that you can get from moving into a bigger house. So for each of these three questions, ultimately it depends on you. But I think Asking the question whenever you're trying to make a financial decision, how is this going to impact my network is a powerful way to take the right action that best suits your situation. All right. Thank you. Have a great day. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Fire Labs podcast. I'm your host, Shalini Kadaveru. I release a new podcast every Thursday. I'd love to hear your feedback and suggestions for our next episodes. So remember to comment and click the star rating. Thank you.